Genesis tonight. In your Bible, the book of Genesis, for just a little while, Genesis chapter 24, if you would please turn there in your Bible, and let you and I just see uh, what the Lord would have for us this evening out of Genesis chapter 24. Boy, I hope I do better than this morning. I've stretched that one week sermon into three or four sermons, so I'm going to try to get better than that tonight. And uh, let's you and I take a look at Genesis chapter 24, and uh, let me read you just four verses, beginning of the chapter, and then uh, we will uh, digress just a little bit, and uh, then I'll read for you the text for the evening. The Bible says, and I can identify with this verse, Genesis 24 and verse 1. I can identify with this verse. Abraham was old. And it's enough just being old. We don't need to be stricken in age. You know, I I can handle old. It's that stricken that's hurting me, right? And Abraham was old and stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. You know, I can say about the same thing. God has been so good to me. There just ain't no time when God has not been good. And a lot of times I think he's been better than others. But it's just that sometimes he comes up to my standard of good. But his standard is God is good. And his mercy endureth. To every generation. Can anybody say God is good? I believe God is good tonight. And the Bible said and Abraham said unto his elder servant of his house. That ruled over all that he had. Put I pray thee thy hand under my thigh. And I will make thee swear by the Lord. The God of heaven. And the God of the earth. That thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son Isaac. Abraham is sending his servant for a bride for his son. Do you see any correlation of that spiritually? God the Father has sent his servants to go get a bride for his son, the Lord Jesus. Do you see any correlation in that? That's what we have been sent to do is to go get a bride, which is the church of the Lord Jesus, made up of converted, baptized believers And Jesus refers to it as his bride. You and I are the servants of God sent forth to get a bride for his son. And I I can appreciate that. Just for a minute, let me digress a little bit. We see many trends in our society. They come and they go. Uh, You know, for instance, hairdos, uh, suits, cars, trends. Come and go. For example, you remember in the 50s, they had 
probably what you might be familiar with is double-breasted suits. I don't know if any of you fellas remember double-breasted suits. They have come into style and gone out of style at least three times. Double-breasted suits. A lot of you don't wear them, but uh, they just, for instance, ties have changed. You remember back a few years ago, they were the wider they were, uh, the better they were. Well, the more your chest falls, the wider they need to be. <laughs> and styles change. Hairstyles change. When I was a kid in the 50s, you say, are you that old? No, I just reminisce a lot. Uh, they had ducktails. Any of you folk remember ducktails and sideburns? Uh, now I know, Jim, do you remember ducktails? No, well, they, they come and they go. Elvis brought in the sideburns. The Beatles brought in the burns. And so, but if you notice how styles... Uh, come and go and they change. You know, uh, I, I, there's some I wish would come and look, go and never come back. Amen. You know, I, you know I, I think maybe one tattoo's enough or two maybe tattoo's enough. But when you can't see any skin, that's too much. Amen. You know, and, and I, don't, I don't, you say, preacher, uh, you ought not be preaching against tattoos. I got tattoos. It's none of your business where they are. None of your business where they came from. And none of that's none of your business where I'm going to take them. But you know, it, it just, it's God till uh, uh, people don't need to wear clothes. They just go out in public with their tattoo on. Now, you know, it's okay. It's okay if you want to do that. But preferably, I would, I would rather see clothes as tattoos. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know, and I tell you, uh, you know, when the Beatles got over here, you know, it would have been better if, if maybe the exterminators had gone down to the dock. Uh, uh, but, you know, uh, I just, there's just some styles that needs to come and then needs to go, you know. Of course, that's just preference. You have your preference and you're welcome to that. And, uh, but there is one custom during the days of Abraham, I think, really worked. Listen, kids. Here is one custom that I think we need to implement today. And that is mom and daddy picking the bride. You say, now why? Because you're not having too good a luck. When divorce rate is out of sight, somebody needs to check up on their picker. I'm just saying, folks, I just, do you know, I think when moms and dads pick the bride, probably they wasn't near as much divorce. Because somebody wasn't hung up on that deal on love. I tell you, I just love her. Until she don't cook one time. Then your love begins running out the back door. I wonder maybe, do you think maybe that a lot of folks really don't understand love? You think maybe probably they got, 
lust and love all mixed up. Do you think that's possible that our kids, uh, if some of these boys over here was going through the girls and picking the girls, I wonder if there'd be any physical attributes at a higher priority than spiritual attributes. Uh, I wonder, uh, I think what you guys need to do, look, some, look somebody that can cook instead of cheerlead. <laughs> Believe me, that cheerleader, don't cook like that other girl. So uh, I, I, just think, I just think maybe there's some styles and some customs. But I, I really believe, I, I really believe that the reason we can carry this assignment uh, so successful. Notice if you would please. I believe that uh, God had something to do with Abraham sending the servant to get the bride. So the servant listens to what his master says. And he leaves to do what his master said to do. Look at verse 13. And the Bible says, it says this. It says, behold, the servant is talking. Behold, he's talking to the Lord. Behold, I stand here by the well of water. And the daughters of men of the city came out to draw water. If you're going to go get a bride, it's a good thing to do. Go where women are. If I have a teenager and I know they are going to be looking in the opposite sex direction, I am going to make sure that my teenage son is looking at the right kind of ladies. So I'm going to encourage him to go to a college where there are good Christian ladies. Chances are he might stumble up on a good one if there's a higher percentage of good ones there than they are down at your local bar. I don't understand. Why? I just have not had too good percentage at picking. Maybe you're in the wrong orchard. I thought I'd get more amens than that. Verse 14. And he said, now let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I, to the damsel whom I say, let down thy pitcher, I pray thee that I may drink, and she shall say, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. Now, that is asking for an unusual lady. Good looking, willing to give you a drink, and then willing to draw water for ten camels. You know how much ten camels can drink? Since you don't know, I'm going to tell you a whole bunch. What do you think she was dipping with? A 55-gallon drum? A pitcher that was on her shoulder. This guy is ridiculous. Number one, I want a good-looking one. Number two, I want her to give me a drink. Number three, I want her to give water to all my camels. 
If I'd have been God, I'd have said, that is ridiculous. Of course, you know. And then the Bible says, and it came to pass, verse 15. Before he had done speaking, that behold, Rebekah came out, who was born of Bethel, son of Michael, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, with her picture upon her shoulder. Qualification number one, my kin. Verse 16, and the damsel was very fair to look upon, a virgin. Number two, God don't do anything halfway. Neither had known had any man known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my Lord. And she hastened. And she let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. And when he had done giving, done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also. If you're going to look for a wife, look for one that's not lazy. And she drew until they have done drinking. Qualification number three. That's pretty good, isn't it? Let me ask something. Do you think God loves you that much? To be so specific, to meet your need. The Bible said, and she hastened and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again until the well, to the well to draw water and drew for all the camels. And the man, wondering at her, held his peace. Ha! The cat was speechless. Isn't that what he asked for? He got it. And then he wondered. Did you ever do that? Ask God for something, then he gives it to you, and you say, man, I didn't mean that fast. She wondered to wit whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. It came to pass as the camels were done drinking and the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight and two bracelets for hands of ten shekels weight of gold and said, Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee, is there room at thy father's house for us to lodge in? And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethel, the son of Michael, and which, had, which she bare unto Nahor. She said moreover unto him, We have both straw and provender enough and room to lodge us. And the man bowed down his head and worshiped the Lord. And he said, get this, blessed be the Lord God of my father Abraham, my master Abraham, who hath not left destitute my master of his mercy and truth. And being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of, Of my master's brethren. Would you look at this phrase. I being in the way. 
the Lord led me. Would be all right if I tried to develop a thought tonight on I being in the way the Lord led me. How in the world can a servant leave and travel hundreds of miles with ten camels and gifts galore and be so specific and ask God, now I want a good-looking lady of Abraham's family, one that's industrious, one that will draw water for me and all the cattle, and one willing to leave their kinfolk and come and marry a man they've never seen. I ask myself the question, how in the world can all those things transpire? And I think I know. I, being in the way, the Lord led him. When you're in the Lord's way, you have the Lord's provision, protection, and blessing. He said to God, when he bowed his head, after Rebecca had shown up, and after Rebecca had done that, he said, I... Being in the way, the Lord led me. Now, if we're going to be able to do God's will in our lives, we are going to have to learn, as he did, about being in the way. Now, there's your way, there's the world's way, there's the devil's way, and there's God's way. And I would say about 95% of the time, we probably don't even consider God's way. The old song said, I'm in the way, the glory land way. I'm in the glory land way. Heaven is near and heaven is dear. I'm in the glory land way. You know what? I think we need to consider this thought tonight. I be in the way the Lord led me. Let me ask you something tonight. I I want to say it seriously. What percentage of the week, this last week, did you ask God permission, leadership, in what you did. Now you think about that. A lot of folk didn't even pray last week. A lot of God's people didn't read the Bible last week. Because you're not in the way. I don't know why I have so much trouble. Well, that's just the devil's way. Uh, you know, you say, well, preacher, uh, God's people have, have trouble. I know, but when... You're in the way. The Hebrew children, Jesus will walk in the fire, will you? And even though the lions do come, if you're walking in his way, guess what? Jesus will show up in the lion's den. Uh, It don't make any difference, ladies and gentlemen. You can draw any way you want to. Hey, look in your Bible, if you would, please, sometime, when you look at Exodus chapter 23 and verse number 20. And you know what the Bible said? God spoke of the way to the Israelites as they marched to Canaan. You remember when the Jews left Egypt and they were on their way to camp, on their way to Egypt, and uh, trying to get to Canaan. Exodus 23 verse 20 says, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way. I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. I wonder, are you walking in God's way? 
the same direction as God wants you to go. You see, by, if you look in your Bible, Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 19, and we just read that and we studied that Bible, and the Bible talks about the way to the Israelites as they marched out of Egypt. Listen to what he said. In Nehemiah 9 and 19, Yet thou, in my manifold mercies, forsookest not them, not in the wilderness, the pillar of cloud departed not from them by day to lead them in the way, Neither the pillar of fire by night to show them light and the way wherein they should go. Let me ask you something. What are you doing every day, the first day and the first hour of the day, the first moments of the day? What are you doing to keep you in God's way? Because we have a strange, a strange allurement to get out of God's way and get our own way and the world's way and the devil's way. What are you doing each day to keep you in the way? Uh, what, uh, what verses do you put in your heart as you go along life's way throughout the day to keep your attitude right? What fuel are you using to keep you Walking in his way. Because God does mention the way. And the Bible said, the servant said, that, uh, uh, that I, being in the way, the Lord led me. I do want God's leadership in my life. Some do not have time for God's leadership. But I'll guarantee we could... We could probably shut down most liquor stores in Johnson County if all the Baptists were just walking God's way. Uh, We could probably shut down a lot of courtrooms in Johnson County if just mom and daddy would begin to walk in God's way and quit walking their way. Well, they're picking on me. It's not my fault. Yes, it is. You married. And I'm saying to you tonight, uh, the Bible frequently speaks about the way throughout scriptures. Did you know that if you're going to walk in the way, we're going to have to walk in Jesus Christ. John said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You remember that? And if you're going to walk in the way, you're going to have to do it. Colossians 1.19. For it pleased, Father, that in all, him all the, should all fullness dwell. That is, everything we have need of in our Christian life, we find in Christ. Not in church. In Christ. And not in our extracurricular, but in Christ. I, I don't even like talking about church. I like talking about Christ. I, I, you know, I just get more kick out of talking about somebody that resurrected the dead instead of a place that's full of the dead. I just, I just get a whole lot more enthusiasm out of talking about my Lord than I do a bunch of folks who's having trouble struggling walking with the Lord. And so I, I just believe everything we need, we will find in Him. Once we walk in the way, there are some provisions the Lord has made for you and I. This fellow said, He said very plainly, and I like what he said, I being in the way, the Lord led me. Now, let me tell you something. Tonight, in the way, number one, there are blessings. In the way. 
I see folk who lose loved ones, who profess to be saved, profess to know Christ, profess to believe in heaven, and something invades in the family, and they go hysterical. They start blaming everybody in the world. If they'd have done this, if they'd have done that, if they'd have done this. My dad passed away several years ago, and I walked up to the bedside, and I asked him, I said, what's wrong with my dad? He said, well, he just wore everything he's got out. And uh, my dad went for a simple test, and they collapsed his lung in the test. And they put a tube back in his lung, and his lung uh, filled up again, and he was doing fine. A nurse, unknowingly, did not have any idea he did it, walked by, accidentally, took that hose, and with his foot, Removed the hose from my dad's lung. No one knew it. And my dad's lungs collapsed. And my daddy went to heaven. Because somebody accidentally. Is there any accidents with God? And a lot of my family began to question that. And I said, that's just the avenue by which God chose for my daddy to go to heaven. But now if I'd have been lost, there might have been lawsuits. If I'd have been lost again, I might have waited outside the hospital for the nurse to leave that night. If if I'd have been lost, I might be incarcerated tonight for acting like an absolute idiot Christians that don't walk in the way, it's very noticeable where you're walking. But I was in the way the Lord led me. You want God to bless your marriage and you want God to bless your home, then you got to walk in the way. God ain't going to, God's not going to reward you for being disobedient. Come on now, I need an amen. Amen. There are blessings in the way. And the servant prayed and worshiped and thanked God. Some folks have the idea that God is like Many parents, that is, it shows favoritism among Christian children. And, and, but uh, I can assure you tonight, God does not show favoritism. God blesses obedience and he judges disobedience. He disciplines those who are not obedient and he blesses those that are obedient. Well, a preacher must be crooked or he wouldn't be able to drive him trucks. No, he's got good credit. Well, old brother so-and-so must be crooked or his business wouldn't be doing so good. Have you ever thought he might be in the way? And God might be blessing him because he's in the way. I think maybe I'd get in the way because there's blessings in the way. Some might be saying, well, he loves me as much as others. Uh, uh, Why does he bless others so very much? That's a fair question. They knew that it was the blessings of God in their lives. They had to learn to walk in the way. Psalms 119 and verse 1. Blessed are the undefiled, listen now, in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. I don't understand why people don't want to walk in God's way. 
I, I don't understand why people don't want God's blessings. I don't understand why people would just, just, uh, uh, just, just intentionally move out of God's protection and God's blessings all because they want to drink or a smoke or a joint. I don't, I don't understand folks who cannot see that the servant realized I found the right lady. I found her at the right place. I found her at the right time. And now we're going back and taking a bride back to my servant, my master's son, all because, not me, I was in the way. Well, I thought this would be better than this. Okay. What does blessed mean in the Psalms? When God says, blessed are the undefiled in the way. Blessed in the Bible and in the Old Testament could be interpreted and is defined as happy. Happy is a man. Happy is the undefiled. Blessed here in the Hebrew, it really means happiness. And what God is saying here, happy is the man who walks in the law of the Lord. They are not allowing the world to direct their lives. They are walking like God wants them to. And because they're walking like God wants them to, they are happy. We've been told that if we want to be happy, we need to follow that ungodly crowd, because they have fun at their parties. Happy. But I want to remind you, the Bible said there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the ways are the ways of death. Notice God's word said there is a way that seemeth right unto man. One of the ways that seems right to so many today is follow the crowd. And the problem is the crowd they're following does not have the slightest idea of what happiness really is. If they cannot find happiness for themselves, how in God's name are they going to find happiness for you? Most folk today that I know of is like the man who is drowning in a swimming pool being rescued by a lifeguard that cannot swim. And the man in the pool begins to wave, help, help, I need you. The lifeguard that cannot swim jumps in and he can't swim. You are trying to be happy By following people who are miserable. Well, I'm having troubles. I think I'll go get drunk. Now, you'll be happy when that happens. Slobbering. Ugly. Have you ever seen a happy drunk? (laughs) Have any of you ever been happy drunk? Our amens, Dad. 
ever seen a happy dope addict? Have you ever seen a happy pregnant teenager? Why is it that we don't have enough sense to realize you can't find happiness chasing around with an unhappy crowd? They're so happy they cannot even face the day without booze. And they can't face the night without a joint or a, a line or, or, or maybe a, a shot. Uh, they're so happy uh, they can't even be happy married. And uh, they got to go get happy down at the bar. I just, for the life of me, I just don't see. They do not have the slightest idea of how to find Happiness and contentment in this life. I am not being judgmental. I'm just testifying at the phone calls I get. Why is it they attacked each other like animals if they're so happy? Watch the news tonight. Drive-by shootings. Terrorists with plastic. Explosives. Women raped inside their own house. Kids molested. I talked to a young man that had spent his time in the penitentiary for child abuse. They let him out and brought him to Johnson County. Now listen to this. And put him in a cell with 30 convicted child molesters in Johnson County waiting to be transported to the pen. 30. Happy? For what? Don't try God's way. Try that other way. Dive to the bottom of this old world and come up with a lot of junk instead of jewels. This old world has no happiness and no fulfillment and no blessings. As I was in the way, the Lord led me. There's blessings in the way. Just look at you. 26 years of me trying to stay in the way. And I'm so proud of you. You're my reward. Your spiritual growth is my reward. A 10-year-old boy on a bus this morning that started his first bus route at 10 years of age. Brother and Mrs. Tony's grandson. Get on that bus, 10 years old, and tells his granddaddy, this is our route today. And then he tells Brother Jim, I'll need a bus next week. We outgrew the van in one week. That's my reward. Are you listening? What are you happy about tonight? I'll bet you if you're not in the way, you're not happy. And I bet if you're not happy, you're blaming somebody else for your unhappiness. It's always easier to blame somebody else. 
it's my husband, it's my wife, it's my kids, it's my cat. Get rid of the cat. (laughs) Keep the husband. But the problem is, you're in church, but out of the way. There's blessings in the way. Would anybody say amen to that? I believe it to that. Uh, You know, they just, you look, uh, why is it? That if everybody's so happy, the psychiatrist's office across the nation is absolutely full. And they do not have the slightest idea how to be happy. Listen, happy is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor setteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Uh, I think that's a better... Better, better, better answer. Don't you think that? Have you ever read Proverbs 4 and 14? Enter not into the path of the wicked. And go not in the way of the evil man. Well, that ought to be a good devotional verse tomorrow. Amen. That would be a wonderful verse to grab a hold of and quote all day long. And just start walking in God's way. Can I give you this in closing? You say you're closing already. Oh, yeah. In the way, there's blessings. Can anybody say amen? I'll tell you, I I would not take anything. I would not take anything for the last 46 years of my life. I would not want to go back to the first 26, 27 years. There's just no way. Because I've learned in 46, 47 years... Just how good God is. I mean, I, I, I've seen God's grace. And I've experienced God's blessings all these many years. Some folks say, well, the preacher's crooked. Have you ever thought that God may be blessing me? Have you ever given it the slight, slight opinion that I'm not in somebody's pocket? That God is blessing and God has given me the ability to invest, to manage, and to honor him with what he's given me. Have you ever considered that maybe the preacher all these many years has been attempting to walk in his way? And because of that, the Lord has done what? Would you like to try that? You might have to say no to the flesh every once in a while. <laughs> Come on, amen. Uh, you might have to say no to what you want to do to do what God wants you to do. But I'm here to tell you tonight, man, I married the best woman in the world. I've just about got her right, but I did marry the best lady in the world. And God gave me some of the Biggest idiots for kids I've ever seen in all my life. And as ridiculously honoring, hard-headed as the Wolfenbargers are, God has blessed us immensely. Amen. There's blessings in the way. Secondly, I'd like to close. There are instructions. There are instructions in the way. 
Uh, I, I read one time, Proverbs 4 and verse 11. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom and have led thee in right paths. Did you hear what God said? He said, I have taught thee in the way. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. And I have led thee in right paths. Today we see people making decisions that you cannot help but wonder. Now listen, I want to be kind. How could they reach such a dumb decision? Have you ever watched a Jerry Springer show? I watched about five minutes of it one day and I said, that show will never make it because there's not enough idiots in the world to do that every day. But you know what? That program's still going. Have you ever seen, if you've ever watched the program very long, I question your intellect. And your sanity. I mean, it, it, it don't hinge on being stupid. It jumps the canyon of stupidity flat-footed. Amen. Amen. And how in the world... Now, sure, they get paid for it, I guess, to get on the program. But that makes them double stupid. But some of the decisions they make, you know, I've been pastoring for a long time, and, 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 I, and I haven't arrived yet. But I'll swear to you, if I was a swearing man, some of the decisions that church members I've seen make, their IQ does not reach room temperature. I mean, it... it, it, it it's beyond reason. Some of the dumb decisions, for instance, allowing a television or a Game Boy to babysit your little bitty kid. Uh, some of the television programs you allow your teens to watch, and, and I, I, I just think, how do they expect to get anything but garbage out if all they have is garbage in? Amen. Amen. I, I just... And then these little league sports. I have seen parents abuse kids because they do not come up to their level of athleticism. When the parents couldn't even play checkers, they expect the boys to play football. And they yell and they scream and they demand and I just want to say, dear God, kill them right there. I don't do that. I just want to do that. And they think their kids who cannot even catch a ball, 
is going to make it to the pros. So they pull their kid out of church and send them off to athletic camps to teach them how to dribble. Now look, if your kid can't dribble, he ain't going to make it in the big time unless he's as big as Shaq. If you like Shaq, you don't have to be able to shoot or dribble. And he could do neither one. But boy, he was a whale of a free throw shooter. I can't imagine. You know what percentage that these kids is going to go to a D1 college and play athletics? athletics? And you pull them out of church to play ball? You don't even know how to spell way. Dumb. Absolutely dumb. What if the kid does make it to the big time and don't know the Lord? And dies an MVP and goes to hell. Boy, you're a winner. Some of the dumb decisions people make. I don't want to make you mad because you know I'm not that kind. But some people have never made a sensible decision in their life. Let me ask you something. Does it make a difference to you what your child believes? If you're a Baptist and we're right doctrinally, why would you confuse your child? You say, now you're fixing to make me mad. And I'm fixing to tell you, I don't care. Just crazy decisions. Little old kids go through their life confused, biblically and doctrinally. Well, everybody's got a little bit of good in it. That's true, but I'm not going to eat breakfast out of the trash can tomorrow because there's a good apple in the bottom. If I see you digging around in the barrel, I'll just go buy you an apple. And some of the Mickey Mouse excuses we use. Too much traffic. Too far to drive. You say, you talking to me? I'm standing in your front yard. I'm not yelling at your neighbor. Just what is your kid worth? What is your kid's future understanding the word of God worth? Just, I tell you, in the way there's instruction. Psalms 32 and verse 8. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. And I will guide thee with mine eye. I am just so glad that I'm in the way. The glory land way. I'm in the glory land way because in that way 
They are blessing. They're instruction. And lastly, there's eternal life. Proverbs 12, verse 28. In the way of righteousness is life. And in the pathway thereof, there is no death. I bet you didn't know that was in there. In the way of righteousness, there's life. Just how important is it that we stay in God's way? Well, it was important enough for the servant of Abraham. When God had brought the right woman from the right family to the right place at the right time, he said, thank God I was in the way. Because as I was in the way, what happened? The Lord guided him. Could I ask you a question, Lane? Are you in God's way or your way? And that's the only question I need to answer, my Lord, tonight. Am I dancing to his fiddle or my own? In the morning when I get up, am I going to say, good morning, Lord, or good Lord, it's morning? All depends on which way you're walking. Well, I thought it would go over better than that, but I'm so glad that you're here tonight. Notice the Lord said, and I will give unto them eternal life. They shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Jesus made it clear about how you get in the way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but what? But by the way. You don't go to heaven because you're a Baptist. You go to heaven because you're in the way. Because you have trusted Christ as your Savior. And he is the way. And all of God's people said, the only thing I ask you tonight, are you in the way? There's happiness, instruction, and eternal life in the way.